Hosanna to the Son of David, the King of Israel, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And also with you. Welcome in the name of Christ to this Palm Sunday service. I'm Rebecca Eckner, the Vicar of St. Paul Scotforth in Lancaster, and I'm joined by my husband, Anderson Jeremiah. In this time of global pandemic, when we can't gather as crowds or sing praises to our King communally, Palm Sunday reminds us of the beauty and diversity of all who call out, Hosanna to the highest. Our liturgy blends together the Church of England with the Church of South India, a province of the Anglican Communion. We'll go on a COVID-safe procession around Lancaster, worshipping God in different ways and different places, including St. Thomas's Lancaster, our St. Paul's Hala Worship Centre, Lancaster Priory, and St. Aidan's in Gravesend. We join with Christians throughout the world to mark Christ's entry into Jerusalem, to complete his work as our Saviour, to suffer, to die, and to rise again. Let us go with him in faith and love so that united with him in his sufferings, we may share his risen life. In the tradition of Palm Sunday, I invite you at home or wherever you are to take up a cross. You can download a palm frond like this one from the internet. You may have an old palm cross laying about or some greenery to hand or take your hands themselves, make the sign of a cross, or sign Hosanna. I invite you now to take up your cross. God, our Saviour, whose Son, Jesus Christ, entered Jerusalem as Messiah to suffer and to die, let these palms be for us signs of his victory, and grant that we who bear them in his name may ever hail him as our king and follow him in the way that leads to eternal life, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Amen. Rejoice, people of God, Celebrate the life within you and Christ's presence in your midst. Our and eyes shall be opened, the present will have new meaning, and the future will be bright with hope. Rejoice, people of God. Bow your heads before the one who is our wisdom and strength. We place ourselves before our God that we may be touched and cleansed by the power of God's Spirit.
Jesus said, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. 
Knock, and it will be opened to you. Friends in Christ, God knows our needs before we ask, and in our asking, prepares us to receive the gift of grace. Let us open ourselves to God's forgiving presence and confess to God whatever has wounded us or brought injury to others, that we may receive mercy and become ministers of grace for each other. As followers of Jesus in the world, let us confess our sins. God of mercy, we acknowledge that we are all sinners. We turn from the wrong that we have thought and said and done, and we are mindful of all we have failed to do. For the sake of Jesus who died for us, forgive us all that has passed and help us to live each day in the light of Christ. Amen. May Almighty God have mercy on you, forgive you your sins, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Like rain falling gently on parched earth, like the wind blowing through a still forest, like a river flowing through a barren desert, God has poured out mercy love and compassion on us all. Let us be assured that the Almighty God has granted us forgiveness for all our sins and has gifted us the companionship of the Holy Spirit. On this day the Lord has acted. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Our Collect let us pray for a closer union with Christ in his suffering and in his glory. True and humble King, hailed by the crowd as Messiah, grant us the faith to know you and love you, that we may be found beside you on the way of the cross, which is the path of glory. Amen. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Open for me the gates of the righteous. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord, through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks, for you answered me. You have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvellous in our eyes. The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. The Lord is good and he has made his light shine on us. With bows in hand, join in the festal procession up to the horns of the altar. You are my God and I will praise you. 
You are my God and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Reading from the Link It Up Bible. Then the disciples draped their cloaks over the donkey and set Jesus on its back and into Jerusalem he rode. Some of the disciples spread more cloaks in the road ahead of him. Some people cut palm branches from the trees and spread those in the road as well. And together the, that crowd shouted, Blessed is the King who comes in God's name. Peace in heaven, glory in the highest. Hosanna, say the son of David. May I speak in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let me take you to a small rural congregation outside my hometown in South India. This village, like many across India, is marked by religious fervor and caste practice and Dalits, untouchables like myself, are excluded and forced to live on the outskirts of the village. These Dalit communities are at the very heart of Christianity in India, living on the margins, neglected, excluded, and seen as religiously dirty. On Palm Sunday, these Dalit Christians joyfully process into the village, shouting Hosanna into spaces from which they are excluded. Dalits, whether Hindu or Christian, are not permitted to enter into the holy spaces or Hindu temples for fear that they will pollute and taint other worshippers, as well as the deity, the God itself. On Palm Sunday, poor Dalits dress up, decorate palm leaves and process singing Hosanna, much like the crowd in Jerusalem during Jesus' time. This Dalit Christian community, living under constant threat of violence and intimidation, proclaims the name of Jesus and themselves as children of God in joyous events of Palm Sunday in their procession, the Dalit Christians bring Jesus with them into the places where otherwise wouldn't allowed. Their faith in Jesus emboldens them. Jesus embraced them and made God accessible to them. They know that in the village they are still despised and humiliated and will face real retaliation. But in Jesus, their human dignity is restored, even if only for a moment. In Mark's Gospel, Jesus' ministry is no longer private. Just before the Passover, Jesus decides to enter Jerusalem, the heart of religious, economic and political power. Jerusalem was a colonized city. Many temple authorities were complicit in this occupation. People didn't have freedom. 
Jesus enters with much fanfare in the street, in the midst of people, apparently fulfilling a messianic prophecy. This procession along the traditional pilgrimage route is an explicitly political statement, but also a call for spiritual renewal. According to Mark, Jesus has carefully coordinated this event, a street theater as one theologian calls it. Jesus is staging a counter demonstration. Mark contrasts the imagery of Jesus's entry as non-military king riding on a borrowed donkey with that of Pilate riding a military stallion. Jesus, the son of David, who is coming into Jerusalem, was not looking to defend the Davidic temple or rehabilitate it, rather disrupt it. By choosing to ride a donkey, Jesus explicitly ridicules the powers and principalities and their preoccupation with glory and power and domination. Contrary to the popular tagline, the triumphant entry, Jesus marches is a peaceful, unarmed, non-violent pilgrimage with a clear message to unmask and resist the dehumanizing powers. By entering Jerusalem, an occupied city, Jesus becomes the site of protest resistance and hope for the community. By leaving the comfort, safety and trappings of power, Jesus offers a fresh image of the anticipated Messiah. People embraced Jesus as he entered the streets because he embraced their destitution, their desolation and hopelessness. He took their pain as his own. People found their voice. People shouted, Hosanna, because he was there with them. Because he was them. Jesus practices solidarity and justice. This journey through Jerusalem inevitably leads to the cross. The son of David and the Messiah whose being acclaimed is going to be carrying the cross on the same street, humiliated with distrustful and demeaning glances directed towards him, perhaps by the same crowd. In the eyes of the crowd, Jesus was a Messiah one day and a suspect another day. Eventually hung on the cross with his dignity taken away, stigmatized and abandoned, much like the Dalit Christians I mentioned earlier. That is the true identity of Jesus Christ. That's where we meet God, as we know the cruelty of cross is appended by resurrection. Jesus, through the street demonstrations, opens up a new way of experiencing life. In Jesus, God was present in the world 
and the world was open to God. Jesus is not simply the presence of God among the marginalized. More than that, Jesus represents a truly marginalized God. The heart of the gospel is enacted in these brief moments. The Dalit Christian community I mentioned earlier continues to live and inhabit this hope. Dear friends, the pandemic has fundamentally changed our world and to a certain extent decimated our communities. The church was no exception. Besides the immense loss, the pandemic has also exposed deep social destitution, systemic racism, stubborn economic inequalities, and the rise of political populism. Across the world, either Christians have been part of it or abdicated their moral responsibility by vacating the public space bearing witness to the gospel. The stakes couldn't be any higher, literally, to relocate and domesticate the gospel as we embody Jesus in our lives, you and I as disciples and apostles here and now, where the people's lives are laid out. The church needs to unmask the inequalities both within and outside through our embodied discipleship. Let us listen to the voices of subversion in an otherwise well-tamed text. Let us hold before our eyes Jesus as the impoverished Messiah riding a donkey in a street such as this. When political ideologies and authoritarian regimes trample on vulnerable people, we cannot be spectators. When our bodies are colonized by dominant prescriptions, we cannot be silent. And when racialized social views gives us privilege and power, we cannot be complacent. When my skin color and race determine whether I belong or not, we cannot normalize such a view. When Jesus rode a donkey into Jerusalem, he challenged the status quo. Jesus embodied peace and justice. Therefore, for us, the church, for you and me, it should not be an issue to be addressed and debated in different forums. It is the very identity of the church if we don't have it in us, we cannot be the body of Christ. This is a moment of reckoning for us as Christians, as individuals, and as a church. Following on the footsteps of Jesus this Palm Sunday, we have an opportunity to learn to be the church again. Be present in the brokenness of the world. The challenge for us as we seek to rethink our priorities, the symbolisms of Jesus' entry into Jerusalem instructs us that we abandon the kind of messianic triumphalism, the comfort 
and the security of our church buildings and be utterly present in the abandoned lives in the streets. Dear friends, let us remind ourselves that Jesus did not call his disciples to a tribal club. This journey is also an invitation for us as individuals, a call for inner spiritual renewal. We cannot slip back to a new normal, but we need to be born anew. We need to be born again in spirit. You and I, as disciples of Jesus Christ, are to be live like him and love like him, inside out. A desire for self-preservation will inevitably short-circuit the redemptive power of God. When we make the lives of people redundant, we make Jesus redundant and ultimately God redundant. Unless we can locate Jesus' passion in the real life of people and our emotional lives, we will not be able to understand the meaning of incarnation nor the subversion of bodies that resurrection signifies. Dear friends, carrying on a long biblical tradition, Jesus showed that salvation comes when ordinary people like you and me do God's will here and now in still small ways when we brave going out taking our faith and our God with us and that's when the salvation happens may God help us to follow this Jesus riding a borrowed donkey so that we can raise a generation to be faithful to his calling. Hosanna in the highest.
Let us affirm our faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Though he was divine, he did not cling to equality with God, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a slave. He was born in human likeness. He humbled himself and was obedient to death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God has raised him on high, and given him the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every voice proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Our prayers of intercession are led by Reverend Michael Payne from St. Aidan's Graveshead. Welcome to you here at the parish of St Aidan, Gravesend, in the Diocese of Rochester. We're going to spend some time in prayer together for a few moments. Many Christians around the world on Palm Sunday go on a procession where they walk through the streets close to their place of worship, many of them carrying palm crosses or palm branches and they sing hymns and then make their way back into church for the service for that day. And sometimes the service will involve the reading of a gospel narrative telling of the Passion, that is the arrest, suffering of Jesus Christ. And of course Palm Sunday really revolves around that wonderful entry of Jesus into the city of Jerusalem and the way in which the crowds lined the streets and uh, placed palm branches and indeed their own cloaks on the surface of the road to um, allow a sort of surface for um, Jesus to ride on on his donkey as he came into the city. And there were great cries of Hosanna and there was a real sense of celebration. And in that spirit today, as we begin Holy Week, the holiest week of the year for Christians, and we really pray that Hosanna will take residence, will take root in our hearts and in our minds. One of the really good things about going on a procession in our local roads is that it brings the story of Jesus and his entry into Jerusalem into our own neighbourhoods. Now wherever you are now, whether you're at home or somewhere else, we're going to pray this morning also keeping our communities in mind, but also bringing to mind into our own neighbourhoods the streets of Jerusalem so long ago. So let's begin our prayers by imagining what it would be like to have actually been there in Jerusalem uh, such a long time ago. The crowd uh, are jostling around. Word has got round that he is coming and he has been sighted in the distance and there is a real tremendous palpable sense of expectation and anticipation that he, the Messiah, is coming. And so, if you can, uh, and if you want to, 
Try and imaginatively place yourself there amongst the crowds. What does it feel like to be there? Are you being uh, jostled and barged about? Can you see anything? Uh, or do you wish you could get higher up and climb uh, up on a tree like Zacchaeus or somebody like that? It's hot, we presume. Uh, there is dust on the road. Perhaps that's one of the reasons why people laid down cloaks and palms, was to keep the dust down. The sky, perhaps blue, there may be a um, very strong sun beating down. So whatever the weather is like where you are now, uh, just try and imagine this dry, uh, hot, dusty atmosphere. People around you. And for so long we've been unused to being amongst people, haven't we, during the pandemic and during the periods of lockdown. So even just imagining being amongst a large crowd uh, is something, uh, is really a, a feat of the imagination in itself. So there we are in the crowds and we get our first glimpse of Jesus coming into the city. Crane your neck, stand on your tiptoes or wherever you imagine that you are to try to get a glimpse of the Messiah. Gradually, eventually, people start to raise that cry of Hosanna. They call out, they cheer. Maybe you add your own voice to the throng. People hurry forward and lay down their cloaks. Some rush and pull branches off the trees and put them on the ground to show reverence and to create a pathway for Jesus to pass. What does it feel like when he passes you? Do you feel a sense of wonder? Do you feel a sense of strangeness that this great uh, figure that you've heard so much about comes riding on a donkey? Do you struggle to understand the magnitude of who he is? And he passes you by. I wonder whether you hear his voice. I wonder whether you catch his eye. And you might like to pray today, and indeed throughout Holy Week, about that very moment when Jesus the Messiah passed you in the dusty streets of Jerusalem. Now let us prayerfully bring ourselves into our own communities and imagine that you are in a street or a lane, wherever you are, whether you're in the countryside or in a town or in a city. Just imagine one of the main routes near where you live. And imagine that Jesus is coming today through your community. Imagine the people gathered by the road on the pavement. You may know many of them. They may be neighbours, they may be friends, relations, work colleagues, they may be people you 
know by sight by not, but not by name. But there will equally likely be people you have never seen before, but they have gathered from far and wide to see Jesus because they have heard that he is coming. Visualise that road, what it normally looks like on a busy day. Visualise a crowd there and again that first glimpse of Jesus as he comes through your community. And let us pray today that Christ as he passes through our communities spiritually, that they are blessed and that they are sanctified. Perhaps again you catch his eye. Perhaps again you join in in that cry of Hosanna and hold close to yourself once again that very moment when Jesus passed by you. And now let us think of all those who are in need, in need of mind, in needs of body and needs of spirit. And let us gather them close to ourselves in our hearts and minds and bring them with us on that roadside and bring them so that they can see Jesus, that they can see him passing and that they too can catch his eye and that they may be blessed and made whole by his presence. Let us pray for our world and lift up all of its needs. And we pray for those working so hard to prevail against the coronavirus. We pray for those suffering the effects of the virus, both medically and those whose livelihoods are badly affected. And we pray for those who are suffering away from the glare of the media, those living in times of great poverty or persecution or civil unrest. We pray for those living with a lack of fresh water or electricity, medicine or education. And we pray for all of those who are troubled at this time by the role of women in our society and their safety. We pray for those currently working to address these essential issues. And we pray today for all children, for all baby girls, that they will grow up into a world and a society where their voices will be heard and where they know that they matter. And bring into the forefront of your heart and your mind all of these concerns and many others. And if you are at home now with other people, you may like to pray together and lift before Jesus on that roadside your concerns and your needs and let him sanctify them and let him bless you 
as he passes by. Where is he going? Well, he's going eventually, of course, to the cross. And we know with a great heaviness of heart that this once jubilant cry of Hosanna will in just a few days' time be curdled and corrupted into an awful cry of crucify. And so let us also bring before Christ all of the great tribulation and anger and hatred in the world, the desire to conquer, the desire to win, the desire to defeat enemies. We bring all of these dangerous and corrosive impulses and we offer them to Christ. And we pray earnestly and deeply that it will be Hosanna that resides in our hearts and not crucify. Let us then finish these prayers together by saying the words that our Lord Jesus gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Eternal God, creator of the world and giver of all good, we thank you for the earth, our home, and for the gift of life. We thank you for all your mercies, for your goodness that has created us, your grace that sustains us, your discipline that seeks to correct us, your patience that has borne with us, and your love that redeems us. Help us to love you and to be thankful for all your gifts. Serve you and delight in doing your will. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Go out into the world, united and committed to ever be united, that in your unity, the brokenness of the world may be challenged, that in our unity, we will proclaim the peace and oneness of all to the world, the God of peace that surpasses all understanding is and will go with you. And now may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Go out into the world in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. Hosanna in the highest. <laughs>